on, everybody? Matt Moriarty from Moriarty Agency, uh, and I am here with my partners in crime for another edition of the Home Team Podcast. First and foremost, we have the always amazing Chandler Fendler. Good morning, everyone. Chandler Fendler here, residential realtor with Liv Sotheby's International Realty. And the always, always, always awesome John Reed. <laughs> I love these intros. Hey, everybody. Uh, John Reeves, Security National Mortgage Company, your residential home loan consultant. So we are back again today. We have Chandler back. Chandler, welcome back. Yes, thank you for having me. Right? Yeah, no, yep. not a problem, not a problem. You Pre- still got paid on this. Though, I yeah. still did get all my monies, and I took those out of town right? on, on it, some trips. Exactly, yes. exactly. Well, we are back again. Uh, you know, we're, we're best as a team, so uh, we're, we have an exciting episode for you today, right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, given the current market conditions, um, you know, with regards to the real estate market in general, um, and, you know, kind of, it, it, you know, if you're in this market, you you know, right? Rates are going up, right? Whether it be from an insurance standpoint, whether it be from, uh, you know, a loan standpoint, and but uh, from a real estate standpoint, inventory is kind of going down in some cases, right? I mean, it's just it's just the way it is, and maybe going up in other areas. But um, so we just wanted to call, you know have a, a conversation about this, and um, you know, uh, and talk a little bit about it. Maybe help you understand what's kind of going on right now in the world with inflation. And I mean, I'm sure you notice, you know, gas prices five dollars if you're in California, it's 10 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know, it may be like that here now. You're I mean, first born. Soon. Yeah. Amazing when you get that much free money, what happens, right? Um, but uh, won't get, we won't get into that. So uh, let's uh, let's start uh, specifically with the with the mortgage, right? So sure. with the loans, right? So John is uh, John is an expert in that area. John, what is going on with uh, with mortgage mortgage rates? Rates are up. They are continuing to rise. Um, I think across the board right now. Your your standard par rate is going to be f- anywhere from four point eight seven five to five point one two five, right around in there. So we're we're back up, um, and and for most people that seems significant, right? We got very comfortable in the 2020, 2021 of you know two and a half percent, two point seven five, three percent, three point two five. That was kind of what people associated mortgage rates to. What a lot of people may not. Um, think about or remember is this is we're still below where we were at pre-pandemic i mean in in 2018 2019 we were at 5.25 to to Mm 5.5 so that's you know we're we weren't that long ago where we were at those levels um and it, it like you said it is largely largely due to inflation um and you know oil that drives inflation um you're you're gonna see more you know flight to quality bonds are the the ten year treasury note is continuing to rise. Um, you know at the beginning of the year we were, I believe at one point, um, one point five one point six somewhere right around in there. Now we're up to two point five, so it's a full full point up from where it was even a few months ago. So it's that's going to drive the mortgage backed securities market, um, which then in turn affects the mortgage interest rates. A lot of people think. Um, and a common misconception is when the Fed raises the interest rates that it affects mortgage rates. That is not the case. Um, that has everything to do with how banks um, get their money, and it has to do with short-term lending vehicles like your credit cards, your auto loans, your um, to some part home equity lines of credit. But mortgage rates are your long-term debt, and that is going to have more of a relation to the 10-year treasury and mortgage-backed securities. So um, the Fed int- raising the, the, the Fed rate is not going to 
not necessarily going to mean that the mortgage rates are going to rise. That's going to be more tied to your mortgage-backed securities. And when we're talking about inflation, too, I mean, one thing you need to consider when you're looking at this, right? The normal inflationary, uh, you know, environment is about three percent, right? Um, rule of seventy-two, right? It's it's the old adage, right? So if you like, if you if you take your interest rate, right? We're just talking about from an investment standpoint. If you take your interest rate uh, and divide that into seventy-two, right? The 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 that's exactly how much it's how long it's going to take for your money to double. Well, the same thing is with inflation, right? So if, if traditional, you know, if, if it's normally 3%, you divide that into 72 and you you get your number, which is 24, right? Every 24 mm-hmm. years is, is, is how long it's going to take for you to, uh, you know, it's going to, the mo- monetary value is going to go the opposite direction, right? So when we're looking at the, the, where we are today with everything going on, we are looking at you know, I think the latest reported numbers was was approaching 8%, right? But the mm-hmm. problem with that is it doesn't include things like groceries, right? It doesn't include other areas that actually could put it up over 10% in many yep. cases, right? If we look at the labor shortage, if we look at all the different variables going into this, um, you know, and, and from my industry, right, the, the cost to rebuild homes, right, is affected right same thing with if we're looking at auto insurance right Mm -hmm. the the being able to find parts if we talk with people who are you know in this automotive if you've gone shopping for a car fact is i'm going to tell you a quick story right i had Mm -hmm. a client we love stories i love (laughs) i had a a client who who uh who called me up yesterday and she said hey listen um i have a one of these sprinter vans right that uh, that i purchased for twenty two thousand dollars right like a, a year and a half ago um, the guy who I, I sold it to or that sold it to me um, was, you know, calling me up and, and, and being like, hey, listen, are you interested in selling? Are you interested in, se- interested in selling? And she's like, well, I'm not really interested in selling, but, you know, I might as well listen to the offer. Right. Guess how much she ended up getting for something she bought for twenty two thousand dollars. That is normally a depreciated uh, depreciated asset. asset. Yeah. What's your guess, Chandler? Forty two. My guess is thirty four. Forty thousand dollars whoa Chandler is the closest one to it but can you imagine i mean that is the environment we're in right now because there is such a shortage of supplies right so in the insurance world if your home burns down right we had it here in denver we had a you know an incident in um an incident in boulder which is not too far from denver um where we had a, a huge fire right and a lot of those homes unfortunately were insured properly right they didn't take into effect into effect the you know inflation and things like that so they had to pull out of pocket i mean um, it, it's really that, but that's, that's what you're going to be looking at from an insurance standpoint is, you know, it's not necessarily because people will say, well, you know, I've never been in an accident. I've never had this happen. I've never filed a claim. Well, that's fantastic. But at some point you're probably going to, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the law of averages. Um, and when that happens, if it's, if it's a worst case scenario, like where your home burns down, would you not want, you know, would you not want to make sure that we, that you don't aren't bringing anything to the, the, the party. Right. So, um, so, so we're taking that into account from an insurance uh, perspective, right. And the insurance industries in general. And so, you know, prices are going to be going up. Right. And I know it stinks. I know it stinks that you could get a, you know, a 2% mortgage, like what, six months ago, a year ago. Yeah. Right. And now it's like up at 5%. I know, I know that if you bought a home two years ago that you could have gotten it for, you know, let's say it was $350,000 now and now it's six fifty, right? Right. I know that stinks. I know it's not fun, but it's the reality of the situation. Right. And, and, you know, when you, when you work with professionals, you, we want to make sure that we're, we're giving you all the information and make sure that you're protected properly. So mm-hmm. speaking of homes, it's crazy. Yes. Homes. Let's talk about it. 
What, so we what, need more to sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, like, so what is the biggest variable with regard? I mean, the, first, let's talk about the housing market in general, right? I mean, is it is it getting better, right? What, what does that look like? So here, so right, I, I can speak to, um, you know, Denver metro area. So here, better, right? So the words that we choose to use and the words that the media uses, right, like need to be defined mm-hmm. better. Yes, Get they it? Yeah, they're so general, right? Like, Better, like, what does that mean? Does that mean, like, prices are stabilizing? I am not in the media, Chandler. Or does that mean, yeah, yeah we just strive to be. We're trying. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to be in the media. No. Um, so better, right? Like, how do we define that? But, um, like, more inventory to sell or prices are stabilizing or, like, less multiple offer situations, right? So better is such a general word that is thrown around or bad, right, or declining, like, you know, all these words. We just need to better define and ask more questions what people want to know about and what they're talking about so we can clear the air, kind of. Which is 100% true because better for who, right? Right. Like better if it's for, for me and I'm a first-time home buyer, better would be, like, the market tanks and I'm able to buy a, a, a home for much less than it is now, right? Right. Um, I guess the question is, is like, where, how, where do you see the market going? I guess that's a better question. Oh, gosh. Okay. Pull out that crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> let me get it. Let Break me get it. I'm going to get my woo-woo on. Um, Okay, so this is documented, but this, right, so, you know, we're just going... This is just a prediction. Just a prediction. None of us know anything. Right. We we like to pretend. Yeah, Mm. we like... Um, so I think in Denver, um, we are going to continue to have the supply and demand issue that we have been experiencing for the last... Oh, yeah, well, it's gotten increasingly more of an issue the last couple of years, right, Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. But even, I mean, we've been dealing with it for at least the last 10 absolutely since we've been um, trying to recover from the recession that happened um, you know years ago and everybody got real excited to recover from that so we are recovered (laughs) we've made it but um, I think in the future again supply and demand right because now we don't have enough to sell already and in Denver Metro we don't even have 3,000 homes you know listed and that's up to sales price last time I checked of 11 million, right? I mean, there's some outliers of like the 20 millions, Mm. but there's like one of those, right? Um, We're waiting for Russell Wilson to come in and buy that one. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the agents are waiting for. But um, he's our new quarterback, by the way. But His phone's blowing up. Yes. Like, come buy this. He he listens to the show too. Yes, he does. Go ahead and call it. Russell, buy buy it, buy it. Um, And pick me as your agent. No. (laughs) Call me. Yeah, call me. Um, And so I think we're just going to get increasingly, right? Because now you have these sellers that that do want to move up right they're ready for that next step they're ready for you know more executive home or you know some sort of big upgrade that their family is looking for but with interest rates rising you know maybe that puts them you know out of that category that they were striving for the last few years right and I always tell my clients I'm like I just think back to like five years ago and I can think of certain ones they were so scared to buy Chandler Right now is not a good time. Like prices are increasing, increasing, increasing. I'm like, look, you've like, you just, we have like, my recommendation is, you know, you got to start riding that equity train sooner or later. You know, you're going to wait for it to get to the top. Well, what are we waiting for? It's like waiting until we get skinny to wear a bathing suit. I don't know. We're waiting to get. I don't know. You know what I mean? Or waiting to get in shape or waiting till we're really happy to do something that we want to do. Right. Like there's waiting until we reach success to be happy, to be happy. Right. You know, something that's, that is attainable, but not who knows, who knows. Right. You just can't like, wait. So anyways, I remember them five years ago, they were freaking out. Oh my gosh. And then now I'm like, 
calling them and talking to them and they've made, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in some instances off equity. So I believe we're going to be battling supply and demand for a while. Um, and even new builds, I, you guys know I've sold, I've somehow become a new build expert in the last few years because <laughs> I'm expert in all areas. Right. Well, I choose to work, you know, smarter mm-hmm. and that's, you know, the best option for a lot of clients out there. Yeah. Right. It's like a, it's a really great, if, if they're flexible, which you have to be flexible as a buyer anyways, right. With timing of sellers and things like that. So mm-hmm. if you're flexible and you know, you're willing to do it or live, you know, certain places, I think it's a great option. But even with that, we can't catch up, right? Because mm-hmm. of supplies, they're increasing. Um, so just so many things. But to make a long story short, we are going to continue to fight an inventory problem, which mm-hmm. drives prices um, up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is kind of the perfect storm a little bit because it, it is fantastic that that you know that the home values are going up, right? Um, but then once you sell that the home you're going to try and buy is going up as well. And then on top of that, like with regards to the mortgage portion of it, um, yeah, I mean, it's traditionally, you know, 5% or what have you, but, but, you know, if there's $300,000 more in equity, that adds to a lot more, um, you know, of, of a payment. So, yeah. And, and then you throw inflation in there on top of it. Yeah. And that, that's the, that's the biggest kind of struggle right now is, you know, when rates were at 5%, you know, home home prices on average were were a little bit lower than where they're at today. So, the average home buyer, first time home buyer, was getting into their introductory you know home at at a lower price. But there are, I mean, opportunities and and programs that are introduced continually that will benefit those those first time home buyers that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of their you know step up programs. Um, one famously is the two one buy down, um, which helps them kind of ease into that higher payment over the you know the first three years of, of having that that home. So there are programs out there that are available to ease that ease that pain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, it does create some pressure when the the home values are and, and purchase prices are going up in conjunction with those interest rates rising as well. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting because I worked the quote unquote bottom of the market, right? I got yeah. licensed in 2007. Mm-hmm. So now I've worked the quote unquote, I mean, I don't think we're at the top, so I'm not even going to say it, but yeah. we're on another end of the spectrum, right? Of, of the market. Mm-hmm. And it's just people's, it's the way people think it's, it's just, it's just what they think. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it because when we were at the bottom, everyone was freaking out. No one was buying because they're scared. They don't know what their jobs can do. They don't know what their money's going to do. But the, but home prices were extremely lower or discounted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that we've recovered from all that, all people can talk about since we still have some people have a little PSD, PTSD left from it or they, you know, it's at top of mind, like it could happen again and they're still worried about it. So they're, they're like almost wishing, right? And these people own homes, okay? Yeah. Now they own homes. And they're wishing that the market would tank. And I'm like, why? Because then you're losing all your equity or mm-hmm. you have the, possi- you know, the possibility to lose all your equity. And then tell me, what are you going to do? What, you, mm-hmm. You're really going to go out and buy a whole bunch of homes with all this cash that you have you know, now p- probably lost. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I said, well, how many houses did you buy when the economy tanked last time? They're mm-hmm. like, none. Yeah. We were so scared and we were holding our money so tight. I'm like, okay, listen to yourself. Like, We do not want the market to tank. It's not going to create opportunities that you think you're going to jump on. Yeah. And you're losing that money. You have more mm-hmm. money now 
to play or not play with, but you know, take out or remodel with or buy a second home. Like I don't people, their minds aren't just quite tracking correctly. I don't think in that regard. And that's a hundred percent true. And you see that along all industries, right? And this is, this is not investment advice. Okay. So I'm just going to get that on the record. But if you look at it with people with regards to the stock market, if you look at the long-term performance of the stock market, like the, the people who win or the people who, who play the game, right? The, the people who you're talking about continue to invest when it's going mm-hmm. down, right? And continue mm-hmm. to invest when it's going up, right? It's, it's not the, the, the people who lose are the people who, uh, it, you know, are when the market starts going down, pull everything out and, and not continue to invest mm-hmm. in that situation. So it's the same thing with the real estate market. It doesn't matter what the market is. Right. Saying, it right? doesn't matter. Right. From a it's long-term matters your perspective, plan. Yeah. If we're looking at from a long-term perspective, you look over, over the history. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and again, I can't predict the future. And mm-hmm. again, this is not investment advice, but if you look at it from that standpoint, I mean like the, 2008, everyone thought, Oh my gosh, no one's going to own houses anymore. This is like the end of everything, right? You, what, what was that movie that came out like right soon after that? That like, um, like the, that talked the, about the Big Short. The Big Short, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is this changes everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like everyone, no one's gonna, you know, small house, whatever. It didn't change a thing, right? I mean, there, we're we're mm-hmm. always gonna find we're you know in in a, in a society like ours, we're always gonna find a way to continue to progress. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, everyone, you're going to have to have shelter, right? Yep. Right. Homes are right. shelter. So whether it's you're not maybe not buying as many investment properties for yourself, but you're going to be buying shelter. Yeah, there's always pay going your mortgage, to be. You're going to pay somebody else's mortgage. Exactly. Right. This goes back to my exactly. favorite saying, and I'm actually really conservative when it comes to money and chances and risks, which is funny why I say this. But um, I always, you know, I say scared money don't make money, right? right? right. Like if you're scared, but then I'm talking to these clients about. Or, you know, prospective clients like, okay, so you're renting. Okay, great. You're paying $3,000 a month. Oh, great. Okay. Hold on. Let me take your money, your rent check and stand over the toilet. And I'm just going to flush it down just mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. It's going to be painless. I promise. Yeah. yeah. And we light it on fire and they're like, <gasps> that's our money. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Because it's not yeah. like you're not bucketing any of it. You know, yeah. it's just going straight down the toilet. Like, to, you know, even if you have to pay $100 more a month, like bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. And start creating your own, you know, like nest egg. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, well, and like you, like you mentioned, I mean, equity, equity is only uh, attained if you pull it out or do something with right. it. Right. So, um, if you can, if you can leverage that equity and, and purchase something that's going to be a revenue-producing uh, income stream, right? Why not? You know, why not take it? Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I hear it oftentimes too, and it's in whatever market. Right. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of, you almost kind of have to be taken back by it, but it's people will continue to rent to avoid paying mortgage insurance. <laughs> so they would rather pay someone else's mortgage entirely than pay 150 to even $200 additional on their mortgage payment of mortgage insurance. Right. And you don't understand the advantages, right? I mean, we could get into the tax advantage. We probably have a CPA on at some point and, and talk to them about the advantages of, of home ownership or even, you know, or, or even owning, uh, you know, rental properties and all, all the like, just because of the fact that we get into depreciation, we get into all kinds of stuff. But, you know, uh, the office that we're sitting in here right, right now, I own, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, around 1,800 square feet. Um, it's very nice. It is very, very nice. nice. Yeah. Um, but but my, the point being is is that you know if I were to rent a place just like this, which I looked right, mm-hmm. do you know how much this would cost to rent? I don't know commercial. Uh, two thousand dollars. Thirty two hundred dollars. Oh, there's that. Thirty two hundred dollars. You know I'm. You know how much I'm paying on this? Twenty three. 
1200 Oh, jeez. My numbers right? are way off. Like, yeah. and, and that's the same thing with, with yep. when you're guard. Because the, the people who, uh, and as you know this, if you're a real estate <coughs> investor, right? If, if you're, um, if when you're renting places out, right, you're looking for it to cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of other variables that you have to take into account. Number one being the fact that, you know, you have to pay the, the, uh, the county, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, you have to pay for anything that, that may go wrong. Um, and so there's all kinds of, you know, your mortgage, all that good stuff. So it, 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 there's other stuff that goes into it. But then when you're setting what rent is, um, you want to make sure that you're making money on it, right? Yep. Um, you know, otherwise there's, you know, there's no point in that. So you as the renter, right? Um, you are the one that's paying for that, that portion, right? Um, so why not, why not flip that around and make yourself the person who is in charge of, of that and is actually making money? Mm -hmm. Like what did Warren Buffett said? You're not successful unless you're making money while you're, while you're sleeping. sleeping. There you go. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm so. going to fall asleep right now then. Yeah. <laughs> good night. Yeah, good idea. Then we could just make money. Is that what, is that what you just said? Right. Yes. yes. I'm going to make money. Not investment advice. So sleep more is, is really what I yeah. took from that. <laughs> we should just start sleeping more and then we'll make more money. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. no, I'm just kidding. But money to work for you right? Like you're not the only one, you know, producing energy for your money. It's very smart, mm -hmm. but no one teaches you this, right? Like I'm not dumb. I wasn't a dumb kid or dumb high school or dumb college you know, was, but... student. <laughs> well, <clears throat> this is me talking, you know, not my parents <laughs> right, or my right. friends or, you know, anything like that. No, but like they, no one, well, I didn't have anyone in my life to really teach me, right? These kind of things, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I would love to go to a high school and just like, have real conversations with them about I don't th this kind of stuff you know yeah. what I mean like stuff that is real you mm -hmm. know like I do remember in economy it was I think my senior year of high school or junior year maybe and you like walk in he's like you know he writes on the board like 10 stuff all right and he's like there's no such thing as a free lunch I'm like oh <laughs> this guy over here like mm -hmm. really what is he talking about and then he like rolled into supply and demand and it's like the simplest concept is being apl right, applied right now yeah, or it it's happening right now, but like then like no one gets it. No. Exactly. It's yeah. just very yeah. bizarre to me. Because they, they don't, they exactly, going back to education, they don't, do not teach you the actual skills you need to survive in the world, right? right. They teach you all the stuff that actually, you know, some of the stuff it does, but a lot of it, no. Is not, right. No. Right. 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 I did this take is... home ec. We did cook one meal. Nice. I guess how many times I cook now as an adult? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. But maybe if we would have cooked more meals, right? I would, right. you yeah. know. But they, yeah. you're right. They just don't. It's it's not the real world application of things is not as common in education as it. I believe it should be. Well, the right. other funny thing is, is that I'll be honest with you, right? Right. So, um, you know, my wife is uh, she. Um, she's a designer and so she designs a lot of homes in like upscale neighborhoods here, right? And, and the majority of the people, like you think they're, oh, are they doctors? Are they lawyers? Are they, you know, um, you know, all these whatever big, you know. Yeah, we CPA, automatically go whatever. to like, yeah. yeah. The, most, <clears throat> almost, almost a lot of them, right? A lot of them um, are just blue collar business owners, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of them didn't even get, you know, they didn't even, they have their high school education, but they worked hard mm -hmm. and, and, you know, ended up getting, becoming an electrician and then opening a, a company and stuff like that. So, and, and I think the reason for that is, and this may be a different podcast, but you know, like when you're like, we, we have such a, you know, there's, there's such a social aspect about going to, Hey, you got to go get your degree and you got to do, go to graduate school and all this. Well, that's great. But then you walk out of there with all this student loan, right? Meanwhile, somebody who's just out of high school, um, you know, and, and again, 
we're going way off the reservation here. But they, I mean, they can start working actually from a trade. And there's like so many different trades mm-hmm. that nobody wants to get into. And there's so much opportunity for those people to just make so much money. Mm-hmm. So Oh, gosh, especially since I would love it. Well, y'all know I have a son, Everett. I yeah. would absolutely love it. Like, yes, I want him to have the college experience, sure. But like if he, you know, were to be any, any sort of trade, I don't yeah. know, welders, electricians, plumbers, yep. so the least risky one you know i want my baby to be safe but you know but um you don't want him climbing uh power lines and (laughs) sure don't i respect it but this is my baby baby we're talking about but i would love it there's so much opportunity and growth and and i just think back to like my age right we were graduating college in 2006 okay so what happened in 2007 8 9 Mm. we all know so a bunch of my friends i mean i immediately graduated from college and got my real estate license and did that but they were like, couldn't find jobs. So they then went to grad school or they then went to law school or they just kept going to school because there was not a job market. Right. So they're super educated, which is amazing. And I love them all, but you know, then they left with like all this debt and then they weren't Mm -hmm. getting the jobs at the salaries that they were expecting for their, you know, education level, you know, meanwhile back at the ranch. But then, but then, that was a lot of people were not going to trades because your our parents were like, well, you got to go to college. Oh, yeah. You got to go to college, college, you, college, you college. Out on it, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care what you do. Go to college. Yeah. But it's like, why, like, or, you know? or like, you know, majoring in like art, no offense people like majoring in art history. I was a history major. Just FYI. I, I was a uh, history political science cause I was going to go to law school, but that didn't happen. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but so like, you know, some of these things that actually don't, pur- you know, going back to that, it just doesn't produce anything that's going to help you in real life. No, right. Sorry guys. So, right. That's true. You have those degrees. Sorry. Yeah, it's true. We love you for it. We need all sorts of people in this world. We definitely mm-hmm. do. But we also need people that have skills and, and learn things about like budgeting and, and things mm-hmm. like that right. too. So. Yeah. I want to learn a trade just for fun. Why not? Yeah. Like I think it'd be kind of fun to like know how to fix a car. Right. Like have a like, mechanic yeah. like thing mm-hmm. or something. Uh, or, tech, like a tech school or. Something. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't think Online. I could weld anything. That might be dangerous. But. Yeah. Uh, welding's a different animal. Right. It's a different animal. So I think I would do. I would do mechanic. What would you guys do if you guys could be a trade? I would be a mechanic. Hmm. I think. I mean. So I enjoy doing things. On my own, you know, fixing things, carpentry, um, fixing things around the house, my car, you know, changing my batteries, my oil. So I enjoy those things, um, especially when it comes to like my my truck. I mm-hmm. I enjoy changing things out, adding things. So see, that's that would, what I want to learn. Yeah, I, I would be a general contractor, and then I would Ooh. hire a team of people and just like because here's the thing, right? If you can get someone who is good in trades, but then also has a business sense to them, mm-hmm. like they are going to just they're going dangerous. To, yeah, because of the fact that. Yeah. As we all know, like, um, and we love you out there, like all of our contractors and things like that. But like a lot, there's a reputation in there for not like, you know, not callbacks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. not having the best business sense. If you can have someone who has that business sense, right, but also has that uh, ability and in that vertical, um, yeah, that, that's where that's where the magic. You're happens. unstoppable. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Yeah. Awesome! All right, guys, Woo-hoo. we're kind of off track a little bit, but I hope you all enjoyed it because we are, uh, you know, we're here to we're here to help and we're here to you know entertain you. And again, my name is Matt Moyer, the Moyer Agency, and I am John Reed with Security National Home Loans, and I am Chandler Fenler, residential realtor with Liz on the Bees. Thank okay. you, y'all. Yeah, and we are out. <laughs> <laughs>